0: Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, spiritual guide, marketer, and your host. Thank you for being here. Welcome back! Welcome back to another soul-driven episode. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Anna Hendrick, spiritual guide, Akashic Soul channel, and your host. Episode one ninety nine, baby. What's up? <laughs> it's just you and me today, and there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot a lot of me today. So <laughs> don't worry, I've got notes. Don't worry. <laughs> But thank you so much for being here If you tuned into this episode then that means you would like to know more about me and that is that is very flattering so thank you I really appreciate it And like I mentioned I've got notes so this will not be a rambling mambling story that is all over creation. in fact I'm keeping the very the story very succinct in honor of your time. (laughs) So as I've been coming up to episode 200, it's been like, how can I celebrate this? How can I be of service? How can I create some episodes that'll be fun for you, my beautiful listener? And one of the things that's been happening as my business has been growing, my podcast has been growing. What's up, new listeners? I'm high-fiving you right now. And of course, my OGs who've been around forever. Thank you. But there's a lot of new people that's been coming into my space and they've, you know, you all have been wanting to know about my background and of course my, you know, this this transition from marketing CEO to a spiritual guide. Like, how did you do it? What happened? What was that like? What were some of the things that you went through? And, you know, this is a story that, of course, I've been aware of, but I've been in such deep process over you know since 2019 with it and and i mean it's really not been that long it's not been a story that i was ready to tell it's not been something i've really been ready to talk about that much and yet 2023 has been the year that has let me see like it is time it is time to start talking about this it's time to start sharing because there's so much richness here You know, and the thing is, is I attract a lot of people into my space who are either wanting to do the same, are doing the same, or have done the same. And also I think that my story brings a bit of, um, let's see, inclusivity to, to the potential, you know, to either do this work and, or to, to be a spiritual guide for yourself, to read the acoustic records, to work with your psychic, you know, skills. I mean... I think that when people hear from me, I know even in my client sessions, you know, clients will show up and it's like, oh, they're very nervous and they'll share that with me. They're like, this is my first, my first reading. And I'm like, it's cool, man. (laughs) I remember my first reading and and my context was, you know, I was the CEO of a marketing agency. I had no idea what to expect. So like, I'm here for you. Like, we're good. (laughs) And I think that that helps people feel a lot better. You know, because there's a lot of kind of like gatekeeping in the spiritual community in some way where it's like, oh, you're not to this level. Oh, you don't know about this. Oh, you don't know about that. And from my perspective, my path, it's like freaking whatever, man. We come to things the way we come to things. There's no right. There's no wrong. This is meant to be a fun journey. It's an exciting journey. It's a magical journey. And it is also hard as hell help. (laughs) And so the story that I want to dive into today with you is my story, you know, shifting from that CEO, corporate life, you know, 3D life, whatever you want to call it, into the work I'm doing now. And it's really a story of spiritual awakening, quite frankly. And of course, I'll get into that more in just a moment. But it's going to be primarily focused on this part of my journey, with my career because so much happened around this for me and of course with the way that i've been set up in this lifetime of course it had to happen that way before we dive into that i have a couple of announcements for you very exciting things happening here in november first of all this friday tomorrow the akashic restoration circle for november is happening there are only two tickets left as of the time that I am recording this. We may or may not sell out, whatever the case may be, it will be perfect. If you are looking for a beautiful evening of restoration and rebalancing with the Akashic Records, highly recommend. These are such gorgeous groups. And coming out of eclipse season, like I would be all over this, absolutely all over this. We sit down, I call forward your higher self in the Akashic Record. We ask what most needs to be released or restored. And then I walk you through a healing process. And so it's very powerful. There's a lot of beautiful things that come up. Every session has been different thus far. And you know, it's just, it's one of those beautiful things. Um, The second thing is, is that on the 20th If you have been drawn to the Akashic Records, I would highly recommend joining in for Access the Akashic Records. It's my workshop. I teach folks how to work with the Akashic Records. This is such a beautiful workshop if you have been drawn to the Akasha. The thing is, is, and you will hear of course in my story today, you don't have to have any kind of special skills to read the Akashic Records. The Akashic Records will change your life The way that I view them is that they are the most powerful tool for self-empowerment. And friends, we need that. The reason that the Akasha is the most powerful tool for self-empowerment, in my mind anyway, is because it assists us in connecting to the wisdom that is within, the divinity that is within. And when we start connecting in that way, connecting with the energy of the Akasha, which is pure love, we begin healing from the inside out. It shifts lives. It is amazing. And I am always honored to guide and teach these workshops. In fact, I usually have trouble sleeping the night of. (laughs) Um, In addition, I'm so excited. Um, Mark your calendars next Wednesday on the 15th. I am going live with Stevie Kalista, who I've had on the podcast a couple of times this year. Her and I are gonna be doing a teaser for the 2024 Akashic and Astrology Forecast. And we're going to be sharing more information with you about our upcoming event in December, which is going to be phenomenal. It's gonna be a live podcast recording of her and I talking about 2024, the forecast. We're going to do intention setting. We'll have Q and a, like we're going to be setting you up for 2024. So come hang out with us on Instagram. Make sure that you're on my email list so that you can get dibs on tickets to that event. It's only 11 bucks. So why not? You got to come hang out and be there with us. Okay. Oh, and by the way, that event is December 8th. It's on a Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And of course, you can get the replay if you can't attend live. But we would love to have you there with us. Okay. Let's dive into the story. So this is my raw story. This is a very incomplete story. If I was to tell you about everything that happened to me and everything that I went through, we would be here for a long time. <laughs> but I really did. I, I I wrote out notes so that I could keep myself focused so that I wouldn't kind of go off on all the things. And I focused on the things that I believe are most important for you to know. They're not always going to paint me in the best light. And that, of course, is not the goal of this. The goal of this is to be real with you, to share my story and this is a story that includes information that my immediate immediate family doesn't even know about. Like members in my immediate family, there's information here that my friends don't even know. There are things that I haven't talked about anywhere online. <laughs> but I want to be real with you about some of the trials, you know, some of the celebrations because Even if you're not drawn to the story, you know, for the like marketing CEO to spiritual guide process, the spiritual awakening process that occurs through this transition is a process that I see a lot of people go through. And I think that if you are in that process, that listening to my story is going to help you feel better (laughs) about your process, feel better about where you're at and what you're going through. And guess what? I'm still in my story. It's not like there's an actual ending to this, right? But I can't wait to see where things are going to be at in two years, five years, 10 years. I just, I can't wait. My story is really the story of someone taking their soul path someone' choosing their soul path instead of walking that faded path through life, We all come up to different crossroads in our lives, where we are asked to, well, we we are invited to either step up and to go deeper, or to keep on and continue walking a road that is comfortable and yet, doesn't satisfy us, doesn't satiate us. We're all here looking for something that's so much deeper. So, as I mentioned before, I'm going to be primarily focusing on you know that that shift from marketing CEO to spiritual guide. But I'd like to give you a little bit of background of about me. And for those who've taken my courses workshops, you've heard about this before. But I was born into this lifetime knowing God. God and I have always been close, always been connected. And when I use the word God, please know that it is not connected to or associated with religion in any way, shape, or form. I did grow up in a Christian family. And that may be why the word God really connects with me. It doesn't matter. Whether you call God creator, source, goddess, Buddha, whatever the case may be, it is fine. I am aligned with anything, any philosophy, whatever that is founded and rooted in love. Because to me, God is love. And it's very much, it's very, it's very simple to me that way. In my childhood, I was always connected to God, always wanted to talk with God God and I kind of had a bit of an open dialogue, if you will, going back and forth. And I can't tell you that God spoke to me that much, but it was just always like I was constantly yearning to have these conversations with God. And throughout the very youngest of my years, actually, when I was two and three years old, I, I went through a period of my life where I was very sick. I was an asthmatic child and I would spend nights in the hospital And my parents would have to stay up with me at all crazy hours of the night. And they told me that when I was this age that I would be asking them questions about God and Jesus that they couldn't answer. I was always curious. I was always searching and wanting more. The Christian churches that I grew up in were non-denominational. And so growing up, I saw a lot of things you don't see in your typical church. I saw the laying on of hands. I used to see angels. I saw miracles happen. I saw some pretty interesting things. I saw a lot of miracles. I remember one day my mother had uh, taken my brother and I to our piano lessons. And our piano teacher lived way out in the middle of nowhere. It was about 30 minutes outside of town. And it was beautiful where she lived. But we were on our way back and my mother ran out of gas. And I was sitting in the back seat. My brother was up front and we started praying. And I remember looking up and watching that dial go from E to F. And it was just like, here we go. And my mother took off. They owned, my parents owned a restaurant at the time and she needed to hurry up and be back. And it was just, it was a bizarre event that, seemed honestly like quite normal at the time. I remember thinking like, whoa, that's so cool. But then like it not being that big of a deal. So I had a bit of magic in my childhood. I spent a lot of time outside, a lot of time in nature with animals, um, just exploring. And I had a lot of freedom in my childhood. I quite frankly had a lot of really Amazing things that happened in my childhood that really connected me to something so much deeper within myself and with the world at large. Throughout my life, my relationship with God has grown and transformed. It has expanded. It has shifted and changed. At times, it has been it has been um, very difficult. But I never questioned God. God for me was it was never a question for me, like whether or not God existed. I always knew that God existed. It was more so a question of like, what is this relationship? And and what what can I depend on God for? And like, how how do we have a relationship? And it was the consistency that fully won me over and fully won over my trust more and more the older I got and continues to to this very day. I always felt very lucky because it seemed as if when life got really tough, I had somewhere to go. I had someone to really lean on and to pour out on, and God was always there and would always open up doors for me and help me get through whatever it was that was going on. So that's a little bit about my background and certainly my relationship with God. I got into marketing when I was in college, and I went back to college as an adult. I had spent many years traveling and doing my thing, and for those who know, I was a hairstylist in the first part of my life, (laughs) I went to cosmetology school right out of high school, but of course, you couldn't keep me tied down. It took me forever to get through school because I kept running off and wanting to travel. And even then when I came back and I did start working in a salon, I was only in a salon for about a year. And then I ran off traveling again. I loved being a hairstylist, but at the same time, it was very difficult for me because people would sit in my chair and just tell me their whole life story. And I I am a very sensitive Energetic being, very sensitive, always have been. If I'm outside and a fire truck drives by, you will see me shut down. I am very sensitive to sound, to touch, to pretty much everything. And of course, back then, I didn't understand how to clear out my energy or how to protect my energy. And so I would go home with these stories, you know, like so-and-so's cheating on her husband and -and so-and-so's sick. And it was just too much for me. I couldn't handle it. And I was too young. Plus, I knew that, like, that wasn't my future. So I went off traveling for several years and decided to go back to school. I wanted to be a journalist. And somehow I made it into the top journalism program in the U.S., which my background, <laughs> my background history with school was not good. I barely, barely graduated from high school. In fact, I found out on the day of graduation that I had actually passed. <laughs> another story for another day. But um, I had written essays for this college. I had gotten very strong letters of recommendation. And I was your typical like non-traditional student. And whatever the case may be, I was clearly meant to be there. My second year there, I started really diving into marketing and started doing it um, for some local businesses, just having fun. I grew up in business. My Both of my parents were entrepreneurs and have been from day one. And so it's very natural to me, very normal to me. And I've always had a very strong business sense, very clear business sense. I love business. In fact, I really enjoy talking with other business owners, learning about what's going on with them, learning about what issues they may be having. And, you know, I've always had this ability. I call it my inner sight It's also my clear cognizance, which is just an inner knowing, but it's always been very strong when people come to me with questions. I've always been able to offer them up information and the majority of the time they walk away or I walk away and I'm just like, what the heck? Where did that come from? (laughs) Obviously, I know where now, but even as a kid, I remember adults would ask me questions that I would actually have answers for them that... I shouldn't have. And yet I did. I think a lot of us have these abilities and we, we overlook them. We consider them to be coincidence or just like, I don't know, chance instead of realizing that they are our own beautiful intuition channels that are coming up. We're in flow. We're in connection. We're there. Our heart is in the right place. And so that wisdom is just flowing through us. But I got into marketing and started working with some business owners and really kind of fell in love with it. The track that I was going through in journalism school was actually supposed to be news writing. But I realized very early on to my very broken little heart that the old days of like being in the newsroom and like smoking and like, you know, like the cool, like, all the stereotypical scenes that you see in movies and like the newsroom, like that that time was gone. There was already, and this was in 2009, there was already this permeation of distrust that was coming through the media and was really showing itself to be very prevalent. It was obvious that the media was really focused on telling the big bad stories and I used to dream about creating tools and creating even a news organization that really focused on telling the stories that other news organizations didn't want to tell, telling the really interesting stories, you know, that that helped us to understand humanity, that gave us hope. When I was in school, I remember once I, I took the homeless homelessness uh, beat and um, I got to know this gentle this, this gentleman who lived under a bridge and he was phenomenal. He was from Mexico and thankfully I spoke some Spanish at the time. and I was introduced to him through one of the um, the cops, the local the local policemen in town. And um, he was amazing. He lived under this bridge. He kept it absolutely spotless. And he would carve these sculptures out of rocks that were phenomenal. These sculptures were like sculptures that you would go and pay hundreds of dollars. They were so gorgeous. And I went and I spent, oh gosh, several hours getting to know him and interviewing him and taking photos. And it was the coolest thing. When When I published that story, Oh man, everyone wanted to know more about this guy, wanted to help this guy, wanted to give him a home. And actually he ended up running away and leaving the city because he he was just like, I I did a follow-up story on him when I found out where he was at. And he was like, I don't, I want to live outside. I want to live under a bridge. I don't want to live in a confined space. That's not who I am. It was so beautiful, you know, but like, these are the stories that we don't hear enough of. Anyway, I realized that wasn't the future, and so I shifted into the multimedia track in the journalism school, and I began learning all kinds of different skills. I was learning photography, videography. I was learning how to code websites. I was learning how to do all kinds of really cool things, and of course, marketing was just like the perfect fit for my personality, for who I am, for just where I was at at the time. And so I really fell into it very naturally. I ended up getting a couple of jobs with doing marketing type things even before I graduated paid jobs. And it was just such a natural fit for me. So I moved up to New York City after graduation and got a job with a marketing agency and promptly got fired about four months after that. I was fired for intimidating the marketing staff. (laughs) Mind you, I was the only girl there. But um, I was, quite frankly, a bit arrogant and also a bit cocky. And I felt strongly that they didn't know what they were doing, to just be blank, just to be honest about it. (laughs) And that attitude is not not helpful anna and that attitude definitely got me in trouble it was a very good thing that it happened though because i realized in the midst of that that i had some some work to do on myself some work to do on on uh on my ability to communicate and the ways in which i show up i am all i've always been someone who struggled working for other people when you grow up in a family of entrepreneurs you have a difficult time taking orders when they don't make sense. And that has always been me. And because I have always had a very strong business sense, any place that I've ever worked in, it's only been a matter of time before I've seen you know, where things could be run more efficiently, how they could be better, how they could be of more service to the client or customers, whatever the case may be. And depending upon who my boss was, I was either the favorite employee or the least favorite. And it was usually the least favorite. My people that I worked for usually were not interested in the ways in which I could help or be of assistance. And so I really struggled working for other people. And after getting fired, I realized, you know, what am I doing investing in someone else's business? Why not invest in myself? Why not take a chance? And so in 2012... I launched my own agency and I started working for myself. And it was a wild, wild ride. That first year was so freaking hard. <laughs> I posted on Craigslist for those of you who who still know what that is. I I went door to door to businesses. I, I printed out brochures. I had conversations. And y'all, I am like, this is not this is not the type of person I am. <laughs> it was very hard for me, but it was like exciting, you know, like. What you don't know, you don't know. And that's usually kind of a blessing when you're taking a step out. All I knew is that I had told myself, okay, I grew up in restaurants. I can wait tables like there is nobody. Like, like it's nothing. I, I still have waitressing shoes to this day. Because it's like, if something happens, I can always go wait tables. If I need to do that, I can do that. And I will do that, you know? And I went for it. And I struggled and it was hard, but I kept showing up and I learned so, so much. For those of you who are considering being an entrepreneur, starting your own thing, let me tell you, you know, if, if you like self-help work, <laughs> self-improvement, whatever you want to call it, become an entrepreneur because we, our businesses are always a direct reflection of us. And I learned so many lessons that first year about myself things I had to improve, things I had to change. It was phenomenal. And I was also so in step because especially throughout that period of my life, I was really, really strong in my relationship with God. I was showing up every single day, spending the first part of my day in spiritual practice with God, praying and devotion, journaling, whole nine yards. And I had an enormous amount of guidance through those times. I'll always look back on that year fondly, even though it was hard. (laughs) I would take the bus to see my boyfriend and I would basically spend my last few dollars for that bus ticket sometimes. And thankfully he was a A diplomat in New York City. And so he would take me to wonderful places to eat and, (laughs) you know, and uh, yeah, it was it was all good. All things worked out. So fast forward a couple of years, my business was doing extremely well. In fact, so well that I had hit ceiling, I couldn't take on any more clients. And I realized in the midst of that, that I wasn't happy. Things were you know, going as good as they possibly could have been going. And yet I was, I wasn't happy. I was looking for something more. There was something deeper there. And a friend of mine who I'd gotten to know just a little bit online, he had an online business and was a part of this online location, independent entrepreneur group. And he was going to Vietnam. And one of the reasons that, you know, I became an entrepreneur and had always intended to be an entrepreneur even though I you know, jumped it into it much earlier than I uh, had expected to, was because I wanted to be able to travel the world and go and do and you know, just take my laptop and that'd be good. And so I decided, you know what, I'm doing it. So I sold all my stuff and I drove down to North Carolina where my parents lived and um, bought a one-way plane ticket to Vietnam, it was a huge decision and one that honestly just, I mean, it still like blows my mind that I did it, but I knew that I, I saw my life. I looked at it and I saw how comfortable I had become. I was making great money. Things were going really well. All, all signs were pointing up. In fact, I remember about, I think three weeks before I left the U S the founder of the Food Network called me and was just like, oh my gosh, Anna Hendrix! Anna Hendrix! you're like, your name is everywhere here in New York City. I hear about you all the time. I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know how to respond to that. And, and he wanted to work with me. He wanted to hire me. And I, I couldn't work with him because I didn't have space for him on my roster. It was a wild thing. And I booked my ticket to Vietnam. And I, again, it was a one-way ticket. I had a plan. I was going to go from Vietnam. I was going to go to Indonesia. I was going to go up to India. Like I was going to really spend some time and just travel. And of course, in typical Anna fashion, which if you know about the human design, I'm a one-three. And my third line, my third line is the trailblazer it is the risk taker. It is the person who jumps off cliffs. And it's also the person who thinks through everything and then misses like maybe the biggest step in the process. (laughs) And the biggest step in my process was that I was moving to a completely different time zone. And I knew that I was moving to a different time zone. I thought, you know, if I'm, I'm, I was going to be dedicated and get up for 2 a.m. meetings with my clients, I was going to like do all of those things. I didn't realize what it would be like for my clients because I had never worked with someone in that part of the world at that point in time. And as soon as I got over to Vietnam, things started getting very difficult with my business. And within the first few months, within the first month, I started losing clients second month, more clients. I think by the third or fourth month, I had lost just about all of my clients and I was barely getting by. I was in Vietnam for about a year. And right around that time that I really started losing all my clients, my body started getting very, very sick. I started just like blowing up when I would eat food. I would like swell up. My body would be all achy. It would like Get a little bit rashy sometimes it was the most bizarre thing i didn't know what was going on and very quickly my body transformed mind you i was going through the most stressful part of my life i was on the other side of the world i was by myself and i had met some friends i, I lived in like a international house i'd moved in and it was really cool everybody we, we lived in this huge th- four or five story house Everybody had their own room and their own bathroom. And I was the only American um, and they were great, you know, and I had met up with the location independent entrepreneur community, the DCs, but I was alone and I didn't know what was going on with my body. And almost, you know, overnight, I think it was like a month and a half, my body put on like 25 pounds And when I would eat, my my legs would swell up so much that I couldn't put my pants on. My feet would swell up so much I couldn't put my shoes on. I stopped having my monthly cycle. Things got very, very difficult quickly. And I spent my last couple thousand dollars on Marie Forleo's B school, her business school, which I highly recommend, by the way. And it was really my saving grace because it gave me something to get up for every day. It gave me something to like look forward to. It gave me homework to do. And I was, you know, surrounded by these entrepreneurs during the day. I didn't feel like I could tell them what was going on with my body because I didn't really know what was happening. It was also very scary for me. And, um, and they were trying to help me like do all of these different things with my business. But I chose to really stay focused on marketing. I felt like that was what I wanted to do. And yet my body just continued to deteriorate. I remember going on like a full on, like a a full week of juice cleanses. And I I, still my my body was like, like it would get a bit better and then it would get really bad again. And um, it was a very difficult time for me. I was barely getting by financially, barely getting by financially in a place where you can buy lunch, dinner, you know, whatever for like a dollar seventy-five. I was really struggling financially. And I would get up at four o'clock in the morning because, of course, the sun would be up by then. And I would go for these huge long walks in the morning and I would pray and pray and pray. And I would come back and I would journal and I would sit with my scriptures. And I didn't know what to do. I really feel strongly that that was a big turning point in my relationship with God in that everything was torn away so that it could be rebuilt, so that new things could come back together. I'm so thankful for the B-School because it really did help me to completely transform my business. And by that, by the fall of the next year, my parents were like, we're bringing you home. You've got to come back. You're very sick. I knew I was sick at that point. I had discovered that I had celiac disease at the time. And, um, you know, with celiacs, like you really have to be super strict with your diet for a minimum of two months before your body can even start healing. It was a big ordeal. And so I decided to go back to the U.S. and, um, I completely relaunched my business at that point in time, relaunched with a whole different team, a completely different business model, and it just exploded. And so I came back to the US, you know, um, my business took off, I was getting back in health, things were doing extremely well. One of the things that I stumbled upon in the midst of that was yoga. When I came back to the US, I, I wanted to start working out again, I wanted to do those things. I've always been someone who loved weights, And loved working out and am active and all of those things. And I spent like three or four days a week, if not more, sometimes in bed when I was in Vietnam when I was sick because I was in so much pain and discomfort and quite frankly felt horrible, felt poorly about the way I looked. I was embarrassed. I mean, I was just like I was in the worst state. It took me about six months for me to get my monthly cycle back once I got back to the U.S., if that tells you anything, it really took some time for my poor body to reacclimate. But um, there was just so much that was going on. So when I got back to the U.S., I remember doing this like workout program that I had always done, and <laughs> and I couldn't do it. And it was just like, what the like I had never like I'm a strong person. I've always, I've got a strong, like Mars is in my first house. I have got a strong body Leo rising. Are you kidding me? I have a strong body. I could barely do this. So I decided I was going to start walking every single morning. And so that was what I did, but I also wanted to do something else, wanted to do something, you know, that was a bit more practice. And I came across this yoga program, mind you up until this point, Yoga is something that is definitely looked down upon in the Christian community and quite frankly is even considered to be demonic in some people's views and I was really hesitant about going but I was like you know I'm just gonna try it out I'm just gonna see I loved it loved 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 it I mean I I can't even can't even tell you how much I loved it and it opened up such a different world to me all of a sudden I was surrounded by yoga instructors because of course Ana didn't buy like the pack, like the small package. No, I, I bought the unlimited. <laughs> this is what I do. I'm like pretty extreme. I'm either all in or all out. And of course I bought the unlimited package, monthly packages. And I went every day, basically I was obsessed and I got to know the instructors really well. I followed them around like a little nerd and I, I was so curious about them because they were not Christians and yet they were like the most godlike people I had ever met. They would talk about laying crystals on their bodies, you know, on the full moon or like doing these things. And I was just like, what are they like? What what is this weirdness? And and I didn't like it. And I, I it freaked me out. But at the same time, these were such beautiful people. And it really got me thinking differently and it really started opening me up. Yoga was definitely the gateway to so much, you know, that came. And in the midst of working with yoga as well, I started getting in touch with my body and I started becoming more embodied. And that really started opening things up for me. Fast forward a year or so and a friend of mine, a, a Danish friend of mine who is an agnostic, we used to get into these huge religious discussions about God, about like, they weren't even religious. They were just like philosophical discussions. You know, he's like Nietzsche and Kierkegaard and like all of these different things. We would we would argue and we would debate and we would talk and we would share and like, they were so much fun. And he was like, Anna, I've got this book for you. He had told me about it a couple of times and I was just like, whatever. Conversations with God. I've spoken about this book on this wet on this podcast multiple times. I even did like a full-on episode about it. And this book, he actually just gifted it to me. He just sent me the digital version. And if you don't know about Conversations with God, the basic premise is is that the author was going through a really different difficult time in his life. He had just gotten fired. His marriage was falling apart. He was like in his like later 40s and he was really struggling again. It had been a long, many, many patterns of struggle in his life. And he sat down one evening and was writing to God after getting fired again. It was just like, what the blah, 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 You know, this is happening. And all of a sudden, God started writing back. And it's a conversation that took place over several several years. There's actually, I think, nine books all together. But the first book, and if you get the book, which I would highly recommend if you have not read it, it is phenomenal. I was just like, all right, I'm going to check it out, whatever. Again, at this point in time, my mindset was very small. It was quite narrow. And so, but I thought he bought me the book. I might as well check it out. I don't have to read it if I don't want to. And... I can tell you that in within like the second page of like the channeling from God, I was just like, this is not, there's no human that speaks like this. There is no human that could have these types of answers. There's no, nobody, nobody. Like this is like, I knew with every part of my being that this was a divine channeling that was coming through this guy they had the most incredible discussions. And I walked around for weeks talking to God, just like, are you freaking kidding me? Why are you talking to him? Why aren't you talking to me? (laughs) Why? I could ask better questions than him. Blah, 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 blah. What about this God? What about that God? I mean, like, (laughs) this is my my young arrogance, right? Like, I could do better, mama. (laughs) And it was huge. It was a big, it was a it was a massive shift for me. I literally went from reading the Bible every day to reading this book because there's so, I mean, like the majority of it has channeled from God and it is phenomenal. My copy today is, it is a digital copy, but it has got like a million colored notes and, and highlights. And I mean, like it is, I can't even tell you how many times I've read it. I went back and forth across it a I don't even know how many times, it pretty much kind of became my Bible. That book shifted so much in me. And that was actually in 2016 when that happened. In the midst of that year as well, I started On a Hot to Swimwear. I already had my agency, my agency was doing phenomenal at that point, but I was also considered to be an influencer in my in my field, I was very well known, I was doing great, and but I was unhappy again, and I realized that it was my work that I wasn't happy with. Even though I'm phenomenal with marketing and, and our team was doing so good, it's pretty empty to... When, when your focus for your clients is to just make more money and everything is about the bottom line and everything is, you know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with making money. there's I mean, We all need it. It's very important to business. But at the same time, I wanted more. I wanted more. I wanted to help in in deeper ways, you know? And I started lurking and searching and I'm not gonna tell you the whole story of anahata Swimwear, but this was a business that came to me that I ended up, going on a wild ride, which we don't have time for today, and built. And in this business, our focus was to redesign the way women experience swimwear. These were made to measure swimsuits. They were created for women. Women would come in to a physical location, you would choose your fabric, you would choose your style, you would try on um, suits to see which ones you liked. It was all about making women feel beautiful and being able to see the beauty that is in their bodies, and then being able to put on a bathing suit that they loved and they felt comfortable in. And it was phenomenal. Mind you, I still had my agency the entire time. I I was managing both of these businesses and, you know, just being a wild child. I was so passionate about this business because I felt like I had finally connected with a part of my purpose, a part of what I really wanted to do on this earth. I f- thought, you know, at the time that I had found it, there were definitely issues, so many problems. And yet I literally, I mean, I would spend the first part of every day, like about an hour, hour and a half, getting my mind straight, getting my mindset, like we can do this. I can do this. We're, we're going to make this happen. da. And all the pushing that I wanted eventually led me to realizing that it wasn't going to happen. We were getting ready, actually, to launch a huge Kickstarter, and it was going to be kind of our last like major push to try and and um, generate the money that we needed to in order to really start diving into the business and really start doing some things with. We had some major scalability issues, and so investors were very hesitant to invest in us, even though they loved our business, loved what we were doing, but, you know, there was some definite, I mean, it was technology is really what it came down to. And right as we were getting ready to launch our major Kickstarter that we had been leading up to, a huge hurricane came in to Wilmington, North Carolina, where I was living at the time and just... It was huge. It was huge. We had to leave town for a week. I ended up losing our Anahata office, my house. Like it was massive. And at that point, I realized I mean, I was in debt at that point, big time. It was my health was absolutely falling apart because, of course, I was managing two businesses and. I had to step away. I realized I had to shut it down. And to that point in time, it was the most devastating decision that I had ever made in my entire life. It was very, very difficult for me to do that. And yet I had no choice. And so I did. I stepped away from that business. And also, this was at the very end of 2018. And... To kick things off, in 2019, I joined a group of friends who were doing a 90-day no drinking challenge. Up until that point, I had had a very unhealthy relationship with alcohol. I think throughout pretty much my entire life, alcohol helped me to relax. Alcohol helped me to find the magic that I felt like was always there, but I couldn't find it. I wasn't someone who liked getting drunk as much as just I felt more like myself when I drank. I felt like life was more interesting. I could like sit still during conversations. I could I could be more normal, if you will. And and it also just helped me to relax, right? To to let off steam, whatever the case may be. And so, prior to this, you know, no drinking challenge, I probably drank like gosh, 5 nights a week easily. Um, you know, I'd have like a couple glasses of wine, whatever. And um, there was such an enormous amount of shame that was connected to drinking. Anyway, my 90-day challenge, I tell folks, it's like this combination of not drinking and then also going through the biggest heartache of my entire life, just absolutely tore the hinges off of my spirituality. And I really call my spiritual awakening, my metaphysical awakening. I can tell you that at the end of 2018, I wanted nothing to do with tarot cards. And three months into the sobriety, I had my own tarot deck. My spiritual awakening happened so fast. It was almost light speed. The first month I was questioning everything. This is my first month of sobriety. The second month I was just in a totally wild place. The third month, I was like a different person. And this is not an exaggeration. It happened so fast. My 90 days turned into a full year of not drinking because so many different incredible things were happening that I had to keep going. I had to keep moving forward. All of a sudden, I was like sucking up Oprah Winfrey's uh, soul. What's it called? Soul Sunday, soul, something like that podcast, I was like diving into all of these different modalities. I was learning all these different things. I started getting acupuncture. I started getting energy work done. I, which of course led me to crystals. I went down the crystal landmine. I mean, 2019, it was like, I don't even know how to explain what happened that year because it flew by. And yet every step along the way, I decided very early on because I remember having a conversation with my dad and he was worried about me and I don't blame him. You know, he was just kind of like, hey, are you all right? And I said, well, look, dad, I believe God is love. So therefore, I'm going to choose to not open myself up to anything that's not founded in love because that's where I want to be. And that was my guiding light throughout all of that, through diving into opening myself up to different modalities, to listening to different people speak, to different, you know, um, uh, philosophies to, I mean, just like the whole nine yards, you know, like if I felt it was founded in love, it didn't matter. I would open myself up to it. I would, I would check it out and I would see. And if it wasn't, it just wasn't for me. Of course, at the end of that year is when I came across the Akashic Records. And I've talked about before, it really was like a Hollywood time stopped. I felt like I had found home. And that was a total homecoming for me in so many different ways. It was huge. Absolutely huge. Yet, of course, I was still the CEO of a marketing agency. I was still living that life. And I had no concept or understanding for what the Akashic Records were. And so I just kept moving forward and they would not go away. It was like they popped up in every, just all over the place, time and time and time again. And so at the beginning of 2020, I end up purchasing Linda Howe's How to Read the Akashic Records book. It arrived on a Saturday I read like three fourths of it that day. And that Monday, when my partner went to work, I went into the Akashic Records and everything changed. Everything changed. I can tell you that that first experience in the Akashic Records wasn't anything that's like I could necessarily put words on, it was a huge energy shift. I saw sounds and colors and lights and some images and some words and some randomness. My body really hurt. I felt a lot of pain. I felt like I had been tossed into a washing machine. It was bizarre. And yet I felt like myself for whatever reason. I promptly booked a session with an Akashic Reader just because I wanted to understand what th- this connection was and why it was that I was like so drawn to this and she shared with me that I've been reading the Akashic Records for lifetimes and that it would play a very huge role in this lifetime for me. She shared a lot of information with me about my past lives and it was a, it was it was, you know, again, I had I had no real understanding or context for this information. And so I really just took it with like a grain of salt and was like, okay. I dove right into trainings in 2020. I mean, I oh my gosh, I I did everything I possibly could <laughs> in regards to trainings. I showed up for workshops. Like I I I, I did so many different trainings. I did the beginning, uh, the beginners, and the advanced with Akashic Records. I did workshops for Akashic Records. I um, healing in the Akashic Records. I did holy. I went through Holy Fire Reiki angel healing crystal healing i did intuitive expansion courses um i took a huge human design course i did mediumship i did all kinds of different things and i kept coming back kept coming back kept coming back to the akashic records they just they grabbed me they pulled me in it was this feeling of home and safety and love like i didn't experience in all of the other modalities and Mind you, I don't put those like this is not one is better than the other because different modalities connect with different people, right? So there's no right or wrong, but I just, I'm, I'm a first line (laughs) in human design. And if you don't know what that means, when I dive into something new, I want to learn all that I possibly can. And so every bit of this other training for me was also just learning how to work with my intuition, learning how to work with this spiritual part of myself that had always been there. But that didn't fully know itself. Didn't fully know how to express itself. How to? I didn't. I didn't believe in magic before. Like I wanted it. I wanted to believe in magic. I remember as a kid, you know. I don't know if you've ever had the parent who like makes you rub on their back. But my father would always be like, "Oh, I'm come rub on my back," you know. And he'd like get done with work, whatever. Or he'd have me like walk across his back sometimes. <laughs> and I remember rubbing my dad's back. And looking at my hands and thinking, like, I have the power to heal. And then the next moment being like, yeah, right, whatever. That's not true. I wanted to learn as much as I possibly could. And the truth of the matter is, is that all of these things are connected in one way or another. They're all our intuition. That's what we're here for. 2020 was a wild ride for me. I learned so much. And yet at the same time, my business was my my marketing agency was really starting to fall apart. Things were not working anymore. Clients had already like backed off, and I had actually shifted my business into working like with um, solopreneurs. When I came back to it after my retail agency, I didn't want to work with big businesses anymore. I wanted to work with smaller businesses. I wanted to work with solopreneurs. It was so much. It was so much more fulfilling for me to help you know a solopreneur build their business. I loved that part of it. But of course, the marketing stuff, just still, I felt empty and vapid and I didn't like it. And um, my business was really starting to fall apart. And of course, we were in the midst of the pandemic. And so there was a lot of fear around what was going on in my life, what was starting to happen. Things were really shifting in a really big way for me. And I was starting to go through, well, I had already been going through since 2019, I had kicked off my midlife transits and for those who aren't familiar with your midlife transit, they start anywhere around like age 37 to 39 and they last really like through your mid forties. I kind of consider the last midlife transit to be the Chiron return, which happens like right around 50. These are massive transits that if you are not on your soul path, your life will upend to push you on your soul path when we hear about people going through a midlife tra- uh, crisis you know leaving their husband or their wife like this is a part of the things that are happening is because they're freaking out and there's so many different paths that can be taken at this time but things really started shifting for me and i didn't know what was going on i started getting really scared because of course the pandemic was scary as well my business was starting to fall apart I was training in these things and I was really enjoying it, but I wasn't like, I mean, I didn't have any intention (laughs) in using this for work. I had started my podcast, this podcast, which actually kicked off in March of 2020. When that came out, Soul Driven was supposed to be like spirituality and business. That was like, that was what I started off with. And then my guides were like, yeah, we're going to go in a completely different direction. Honestly, the first year of Soul Driven, it was like, I didn't fully know what I was doing. I just, I followed what my guides said. You know, they were like, speak about this this week. Speak about that. Interview this person. Like, I just, I followed my guidance and yet I felt so lost. I was really starting to struggle through 2020 because I... My whole identity, which again, like I had been an influencer within the marketing community. I was extremely successful financially. I was well known. I was very secure in that, even though I had known that I wasn't happy and I knew that I had wanted more, but I wasn't, I wasn't interested in this spiritual stuff. Like, are you kidding me? It was like, no, no, this stuff is just fun. (laughs) That's all it's fun. Um, I didn't even, I tell folks like I didn't even read the part in, you know, the Akashic, how to read the Akashic records book. I didn't even read the part about how to do readings for other people because I had zero interest. Like that was not, I wanted the Akashic records for myself. I wanted to understand myself better. I wanted to understand the world around me better. That was what was my priority. And so I had no idea what was going on and what was happening And I remember going away on my trip. Um, I like to go away at least like once a year. I actually go to this beautiful monastery where it's so quiet that you just like, I fall asleep within like the first half an hour of being there because it's so peaceful, so quiet. Even though it's a monastery, there's actually no religious connotations or anything there. There are nuns, but they don't preach to you or anything. It's phenomenal. Anyway, and on that trip, my guides were like, it was actually when I came back. Sorry. I remember being in the shower very clearly. And my guides were like, You're going to start doing a monthly forecast on the podcast. And I was just like, What? <laughs> I was like, I can't do that. And as soon as I said that, I had this voice inside of me. It was like, Why can't I do that? And I was like, All right, I'm going to try. And we're just going to see what happens. And so I started and it was it was very hard for me to do that. It was it was a, it was a big deal for me to do that. Mind you, also at this time my marketing community was really starting to fall away. My marketing friends were starting to kind of be like what 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 are you doing, Anna? This is a little strange. It was like the world in 2019 I was surrounded by people. I was always doing things, I always had plans, I was always meeting up with people. I had a lot of marketing friends, I had a lot of friends in general. Like my world was very full. And of course, 2020 being, you know, put into this very small container, it was just it was really difficult for me because and then my marketing friends kind of started stepping away and 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 people kind of started distancing themselves a bit from me. And in Wilmington, the the you know, that the, we didn't really get hit hard by COVID. So like things started opening up relatively early, even though like there was still social distancing and all that stuff, but it was definitely shifting, definitely changing. People weren't as, as readily able to be there. And then I remember just like a month later, my guides were like, you need to start doing readings for other people. They really wanted me to start reading a lot and, you know, to just like not for paid anything like that, but to just start practicing. And so I did. I I put a call out. um, I started doing all kinds of readings for other people. Uh, I was doing like tons of like one question readings. I was doing all kinds of stuff. And it was fun. I was really enjoying it. I was like learning a lot. And then my guides, it was like, I think October of 2020, were like, you're going to become a spiritual guide and you're going to be working with the Akashic Records. And I was just like, oh, hell no. (laughs) Hard no. Hard pass. Thank you. I got other plans. I don't know what they are, but they're not that. I don't know what to do. Are you kidding me? I'm going to go from making like thousands of dollars a month with one client to like, oh, hey, let me do a reading for you for like 100, 200 bucks. Like, how the heck am I going to pay my bills? I flipped. And when I tell you that I flipped, I flipped. I tantrumed so hard. I actually started drinking heavily. (laughs) I'm not, I'm embarrassed to share this with you, but it's just the truth. I was running so hard. You know, it was like, no way. Talking about marketing at cocktail parties is easy. I have no interest in this lifestyle. I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm like, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a and it was about four months, three, three, three months of hardcore tantruming, being rebellious, saying no, saying forget it. I was drinking almost every day. And sometimes I would start drinking at like noon during the day. It was almost like I was just trying to like, I don't know, just like tap out. It was like, yeah, if I just like maybe tap out, then when I come back, this won't be here. I'm honestly not sure what I was doing, but I just, I knew I wanted nothing to do that work. I was just like, forget it, no way. And they kept beating down the door and they kept coming to me. And mind you, this was not like in some sort of, ugh, some sort of like, you have to, we're going to force you, blah, blah, blah. It was more so like, Anna, this is your destiny. This is your path. Do you not feel how good it feels to be working with the records? Do you not feel how good it feels to be helping and assisting people in this way? And of course it was like, yes, yes, yes. But no, because I couldn't mentally put my mind around. Okay, I can do this. I can make this happen. I'm someone, one of my gifts, my inner sight gift. I can see when I kind of decide on something that I want to do. I can almost see like the steps it'll take me to get there. Like sometimes I'll need a bit more information, but like I can kind of almost see at least like how my next five steps are gonna go or how my next whatever. Like I have this ability to be able to to plan things out and just kind of see how things are gonna unroll. And I had I was blank on this. I mean, it was just like it was so hard for me. And mind you, at the same time, my business was totally falling apart. I could not, for the life of myself, I was struggling to land clients. Mind you, I had not really ever struggled to land clients. Not since like the first year of my business, you know, way back in in, in 2012. And even then I had folks coming through more easily. This was like, I remember this one client, he was coming back for another project. This was like a a dream client of mine who had always been amazing. And all of a sudden he was like, he wasn't paying his invoices. He was taking me on all these loops. He was like being really confusing. And I was just like, what is happening? It was the wildest thing. And so my world was really being shaken up because I was like, what am I doing like financially? and what is what is what, what what is happening like this is and i could feel it energetically i could feel that the energy was leaving marketing and that soon i wasn't going to have a choice so i was flipping out on every level imaginable i i just didn't know what i was going to do by february of 2021 i was like fine i'm going to put it on my website and that's it. I'm not marketing it. I'm not doing anything like I was going to put Akashic readings on. Because they were like, it's time. It's time for you to start doing paid readings. And and I was just like, they had actually told me this about a month or so prior. And I was just like, fine. I'm going to put it on my website. I'm not doing anything. If you want it, you're going to have to make it happen because I'm not doing anything. And right around that time, I had been gifted um, a Reiki session for christmas and i called this woman to schedule this reiki session and she's like this hardcore reiki master shaman like i mean just incredible background doing this for decades just phenomenal and we're talking and she's like you read the akashic records and i was like yeah and she was like oh my gosh i would love to trade with you And she was telling me the most bizarre things while we were on the phone. Like she was telling me like that she was seeing a black panther in our perimeter. And I always have one of my spirit guides is a black panther who's always walking my perimeter to protect me. He's not really nice. We don't really have a friendly relationship, but like, I know he loves me because he's like, I'm, he's like my guard, my guards, you know, my my (laughs) bodyguards, And, um, and she was like, I want you to read my Akashic records. I know you're going to be good. And I was just like, uh, okay, if you want, I'm kind of new, but this is like, we'll go for it. And I read her Akashic records and she was just blown away. We were able to uncover and clear something and clarify something that she's been more, work- she'd been working on for 30 years at that point. She was just like, I've had my Akashic records read so many times. Nobody's ever done it like this. I'm sending you all of my clients. And she did. She started sending me so many different people. It was incredible. It was like, all of a sudden, I was absolutely slammed with clients. And I was getting paid. And it was just like, okay, this is... This is like what it's going to, this is what it would be like. All right. This is okay. All right. Um, this is, you know, this money's not too bad. Like, okay, I can, you know, and I started doing numbers and I started blah, blah, blah. Like, again, I go into business mode. Um, that masculine part of me is very alive. My Venus is in Capricorn. My South Node is in Capricorn. I am very business minded. And, um, and I was really enjoying it, really enjoying it. And at that time, this woman kind of started to kind of bring me underneath her wing, if you will. And I felt, I was excited. I've always been someone who like looked for like a mentor, looked for someone that I could learn from. And I've struggled to find one. I will think that I find someone and then I realize shortly in that I know more than they do. And I don't say that in any sort of like, I'm better than other people type of way. In fact, honestly, like, I can't even tell you how much I would love to find a mentor. And I hope that I find one one day. I'm sure that I will. But I'm ancient. I'm ancient. And I actually had a psychic who told me once that I'm as old as time, that I was part of the creations of all of the galaxies and all of the planets and I'm ancient. And so I I I know a lot of things that make no sense that I know. Anyway, I was so excited because I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to learn from someone." And and she wanted to like, you know, really teach me Reiki too and like do all these different things and she welcomed me into this world and i ended up getting i uh, started doing readings at this local salt cave where she was also doing uh working with clients and this salt cave like the owners they were like oh my gosh we love you we're so happy to have you i did readings for them they were blown away you know i was like oh this is cool this is awesome I'm getting in getting used to it and things started shifting In that it was like, I got a taste of what was going on and then it all was, and and then it started disappearing very, very, very quickly. Uh, The, the influx of clients kind of started draining out and all of a sudden it was like, okay, what am I going to do with this? You know, what are next steps here? What's going to be going on? And again, my business at that point was like basically completely dead. My marketing agency was very, very difficult for me. I, again, I've, I've never been someone who struggled with landing clients and the most bizarre things would happen. Like I remember talking to this woman on a Thursday, Friday, we'd had some emails back and forth and she was like, all right, Monday, we're going to get this going. I want this and this and this, we're going to do this big project. And it had to do with her website. She called me like that coming Monday and was like, I actually created it over the weekend. It's not that great, but I'm going to start here. And it was just like, what These things never happen. I mean, like, you know, a decade in marketing and these things never happen. And I just knew it was like, okay, I have to leave this behind, but I didn't know how. I needed to make money. And I ended up taking on this Salt Cave as a marketing client. They really needed some help. They were also really struggling with their marketing. And so I really kind of got wrapped up in this community that was within this Saul cave and and the people who were there. And it was my sort of like first sore way into being around other spiritual. Practitioners, if you will, they did a number of different things. And, you know, everything there were shamans, there were uh, reiki masters, there were, you know, there's massage therapists, feng shui, acupuncturists, like whole nine yards. But there was this energy that hung over this place that I didn't like. And that was weird to me. And I can tell you, like, one of the first times that I was there, I had this wild thing happen. And that this woman came in who was very clearly connected to some super dark stuff. I had been in the back and I came up in the front and I was standing up front and she was up there and I started getting dizzy and I, things started like, like getting very like hazy, almost like I was drunk or something in a way. And I didn't know what was going on. And actually, one of the the Reiki master who I was just speaking about, she came up and grabbed me and took me in the back. She like sprayed me down with this like aura clearing spray and like helps like get me back in to center. It was the wildest thing. I had never come into contact with that kind of energy before. I didn't know what was going on. And I actually had this moment with that, that woman and when she looked at me and she talked to me, I knew it wasn't her talking to me. I knew it was the dark being that was in her that was talking to me. And it was like, it could see me. It could see my light. It could see how bright I was. And my friend who was the Reiki master, this was something she would talk about all the time oh my gosh, you're so bright, Ana. I can see you coming from so far away. You bring so much light in. Like, this is just what's going on with you right now. And this being wanted to latch itself onto me. And thankfully, she came in and took me out of that situation. Because of course, I had never been in that situation before. And if you are someone who is going through a spiritual awakening, your light, when it really starts shining is also going to attract this kind of an energy. It's wild how this happens. This is not just something that happens to me. I had a number of different experiences throughout the next month with different things like that. And they were all different testing things for me. They were all different They all happened so that I would see what was going on so that I could handle it in the future. Like one of my very first clients that I worked with, she had all of these entities stuck to her aura that were like sucking out her energy. And I had never even worked with that stuff before. And I knew when I first connected with her energy that something was not right. And so I had to learn how to work through all these darker things on the front end. In the midst of working through these really dark things, I realized that the community that I had gotten involved in was also very dark. And I hadn't realized, to be quite honest with you, they were like, they praised me. They prayed, my ego loved them because they told me how incredible I was, how powerful I was, how this and that and that and this. And like, I was brand new to this world. I didn't know And I loved this validation. I loved having people tell me how awesome I was. And if you're brand new to this work, or you're stepping in, or you're coming through this part of your spiritual evolution, like this is a test. Be aware. Because these things that really build up our ego in these ways are going to fall flat hard. And it did. It was a very devastating thing for me when it happened. It was several, it was a couple months later, when when all of these things came crashing down in regards to those relationships that I had made, it was very, very painful for me because there were some some very intense conversations. I was being accused of things that were just like crazy to me that I would not ever do. I, I was being accused of like being dishonest and and just just it was like dark, murky, wild stuff. And also very heartbreaking for me. If you know me, I'm a person of deep integrity, and I've always walked in that way. And to have these people who I was looking up to and and admiring and thinking, I hadn't learned the lesson yet that even people within the spiritual community, just because they're within the spiritual community doesn't mean they're good people. And there are good people who are spiritual, and there are good people who are not spiritual, right? And, And also vice versa, And I hadn't fully learned that lesson yet. I didn't know this world of the metaphysical and I didn't correlate it to the ways in which the Christian world also operates. There's so many lessons here that I could take you through. But bottom line, this was a massive, it was a huge heartbreak for me. It really hurt. And about this time as well, I received, I actually had a gentleman arrive at my house one day to give me, I think it's called a summons. Basically what happened is one of the credit card companies that I had used for my retail business, the Anahata Swimwear business, was suing me. They were suing me and they were suing my marketing agency. They were suing me because I couldn't make payments the size that they wanted to. They wanted, that had wanted them to be. I had been in collections for Oh gosh, um, eight months at that point or something like that. Mind you, I was making payments every month, but I was in collections because I wasn't making the size of payments that that they wanted. I I, I couldn't afford it. I was like scrambling every month, and this had started occurring like right after I had shut down the business at the end of two thousand eighteen. I had given every cent that I had into the and put it into that business. I had given it all. And I was very much in debt, certainly for me. I was a person who, when I walked into that business, I had no debt outside of my school loans. I paid off my credit cards every single month. I got them points. I did it right. I rocked things out. And yeah, my credit was phenomenal, like whole nine yards. And Then those years after, it was like I was scrambling in a way that I never had before. I was making decisions from a place of scarcity, which I hadn't ever done before. I've never been someone who's been motivated by money. I've never been someone who's like, you know, I don't know, just that way. I learned very early on in my waitressing days, it was like when I would show up to work and I would need to make money, I wouldn't make anything. When I showed up to work and I didn't care if I made money, I made great money. I learned that early. And so I tried to walk into work with that energy, you know, every time when I was a waitress, like, whatever, doesn't care, I don't care. It doesn't matter, it's all good. And yet I got into the worst place with money throughout that time. And what this meant in regards to this I think it was a su- summons. Maybe that's not the right word. Y'all know me and my, my word mess ups. But basically, they were going to sue me. And at that point in time, after speaking with a friend of mine who was a lawyer, I realized that my only path was filing for bankruptcy. And I was not only going to have to file bankruptcy for myself, but also for my agency. And, you know, in great American fashion, I almost like I basically had to go into debt even more just to work with lawyers, just to file that paperwork to go through that process. It was one of the hardest things that I had gone through in my life at that point in time. Everything in my life was falling apart. And yet at the same time, I knew I knew that that my freedom would be on the other side of the bankruptcy simply because money held such hold over me. And that was like a big reason why I didn't want to do the spiritual work was because it was just like, "Mm -mm, how the heck, I'm not gonna be able to even pay these bills every month. Like you are crazy. This is never gonna happen. And so I knew that that it was happening for a reason. But at the same time, everything in my life was falling apart everything i had had to go out and get a job at that point in time i got a job at a brow salon they hired me as the front desk girl which it was very funny to me a few months after that when they fired me as well they were like you're not like chipper and da da and i was like Whatever made you think that I was going to be some, like, chipper, like, super, like, no, 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 front desk girl. Like, that's not me. <laughs> you know, she she definitely, yeah, she ended up firing me. She was like, if I had a back of house administration, you would be phenomenal. You would be perfect. But we need someone different for front desk. Um, But I was, I hadn't been fired just yet. But I was, you know... I was in this job. I was working 12 hours a day at that. I was trying to like get some readings, which it was like eking and ebbing. It was very little. One here every once in a while. You know, that, that influx had really diminished. And my hand quotation spiritual community that was around me was basically like fading off into nothing. I was very fortunate in that I had a few friends, a few Akashic friends um who also read the records uh who i had gotten to know who were just my total support system through that time period and of course my partner at the time was enormous through that but i mean i just i lost everything you know i i my my regular friends they just they were fading off into absolutely nothing and also in the midst of all of this my mother and i stopped talking she had called me one day to ask me some questions, and I had shared with her what I was doing, and and one of those things was I, I mentioned, you know, calling forward some of the angels to help me with blah blah blah, whatever. And we got into this big argument, and she was just like, "I'm tired of all this stuff," and she was very upset that I had my my mother is a fundamental christian she's a fundamentalist very conservative very you know like someone who doesn't really cuss someone who yeah very like christian by the book and she was very she had been very upset with me that i had started doing this stuff and i had tried to assure her that regardless of what i was doing what was going on in my life that i wouldn't judge her and i wouldn't i wouldn't try and um Oh gosh, what's the word? Like win her over. And I would appreciate if she would do the same for me, if she would just let me be me. You know, I was like, I'm still your daughter. I'm still the same person. There's, there's nothing that's different about me. It's just that my my views have expanded. My relationship with God has become so much deeper. And so within the span of, you know, in the midst of 2021, I mean, I I lost my agency. I went through bankruptcy. I lost, you know, of course, all of my money. I lost a large number of friends. I um it was a very 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 difficult year and I was barely hanging on. I absolutely contemplated suicide at least once, if not twice, just within the span of 2021. It was a very difficult time for me. I was really angry with God. I was really angry with my guides. I didn't understand why they were, you know, putting me through this, why it was like, okay, like, why can't you make it easier for me if this is what you want? I just really, really didn't understand it. And after I got fired at that brow salon where I was working at, the energy started shifting. And at that point in time, I realized, because of course I wasn't making any money, And I was really struggling financially. So I needed a job like ASAP. But I did not want to go work at a restaurant at that point in time. And I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm going to try Uber. And I didn't like Uber, like people getting my car. I just did like Uber Eats, like picking up food. And I freaking loved it. (laughs) I could like drive around blasting my, my music and singing at the top of my lungs. And, you know, be in my own space and just like pop in and out of restaurants and like you know, I, I really enjoyed it. And I actually started making really good money and things really started shifting energetically. I could definitely tell that getting fired was a really important sort of next step portal for me. And, um, and that things were going to like, things were going to start opening up for me. I could feel it. And yet I knew I had a lot of work to do past that point. And so, um, I was driving Uber and, you know, doing some readings and I was like showing up for my podcast and trying to get on some other podcasts so that I could spread the word. And I always had really struggled with marketing for myself from the very beginning. I mean, I did what I had to when I first started my agency, but rebranding with the whole team was like a dream come true because I could just like promote our team. And so it wasn't so much me. I know people see me online, they listen to my podcast, or they watch me on video, or they follow me on Instagram, and they think like, oh, she's a natural. Like, you have no idea how hard it is for me to show up in this way, and certainly to to market my business. And I, I really struggled. It was very, like, it was hard for me to start, like, kind of putting myself out there in this way. And yet, I had had my guides really step forward because I was like jumping out, kind of like wanting to, you know, talk to different businesses and go around here and offer my services there. And my guides were like, no, you're not building this business in the same way that you've built all of your other businesses, which is through your masculine. You're going to build this business through your feminine with us. You're going to wait for us. You're going to only take steps with us. You're going to talk with us. You're going to wait like... You're not doing this on your own accord anymore because this business is not just about you. It's also about what we want to accomplish through you. And this is spiritual business. This is the way that spiritual business works. It's not a business that anyone's ego can run. Otherwise, it flat out won't work. We must be in total partnership with the divine, period. Otherwise, it won't take off at all. So on my 40th birthday, which was November 27th, 2021, I went for a big, long walk and I had a discussion and I called for my guides and I was talking to God and I said, okay, I decided I'm going to go for it. I'm going to fully and completely give into this. I'm going to trust, and I'm going to see what happens. And if it all falls apart, so be it. I'll rebuild my life in whatever other way that is available to me. One of the reasons that I made this decision was because I thought about where I wanted to be when I turned 50, what I wanted to be experiencing in my life, the freedom that I wanted to have, the things I wanted to be able to do. You know, when I think about my life, my life has always been... I've, I've always wanted to help people. I've always wanted to help people shift their life to understand how powerful they are to be empowered to live the life of their dreams. The thing I loved about marketing is that I helped business owners succeed. I helped them build businesses, which were their dreams. I loved that. The thing I loved about Anahata was helping women to see how gorgeous they are, understand how beautiful and powerful they are, And my work with the Akashic Records is very similar. What is at the core of my work is helping people to really connect with who they are, with how powerful they are, with knowing that they can do all things. You know, I mean, I'm that pathway. I'm that portal. I'm the fire starter. I am the person who's not going to hold your hand and let you be victim, I'm going to hold your hand and tell you to stand up and remind you of who you are. And I had to do that for myself. I had to make that decision. And so I did. We had like a whole little like ritual ceremony type thing while I was on my walk. And I just kept doing my thing. And since that point in time, it's been very It's been amazing, and it's also been very hard. 2022 was a phenomenal year in so many different ways. It was a really wonderful year financially for my business, considering it was like brand new, basically. I challenged myself in new ways. I put myself out there in different ways. I started showing up. I... There were so many incredible things that happened in the midst of 2022. I really developed a much deeper relationship with the Akashic Records. I had started doing a little bit of teaching. I think I taught once or twice in 2021, but really started diving into that in 2022. I realized in the midst of 2022 that I was living my childhood dream of being a teacher. I had always wanted to be a teacher when I was a kid. And you may have heard me talk about this before, but... I used to go and like get my get the supplies that my teachers would throw away. I would like take them home and I would subject my poor friends to playing like, you know, class. And of course, they were the students, you know, and they would come and come to my house to hang out. And I taught my siblings how to read. And I I mean, I loved to teach. And I had given up that dream of teaching when I was in high school because I knew what teachers made. I waitress with teachers. I, I, there was no way my personality was going to work in that hierarchy and that, you know, political system. Like I knew that that was just like crazy town. And I wasn't going to go to college forever just to be a professor and like get on tenure and then have to like, no, 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 no. I was so excited when the records led me to teaching others how to read the Akashic records because it was like, oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. And that was just the beginning of the teachings. They really started coming to the surface so much more in 2022. In addition, the guides like brought together so many of my different modalities and my skill sets and created the Akashic Restoration sessions. Those came into fruition in 2022. And I started seeing just like mind smacking things within the Akashic Records, seeing people healed in like just insane ways, um, soul retrieval, like so many just wild things. I am perpetually in awe of the work that I get to do. And then uh, my partner and I moved towards the end of 2022. And that set off a whole next layer of spiritual evolution And expansion and growth. That was extremely, extremely painful. Now that I am here on the end of 2023, I can share with you that what I've gone through in 2023 was the last sort of portal that I was taken through in regards to this next evolution of leaving my life as the marketing CEO to the spiritual guide. In the midst of this year, one of the biggest things that I learned and realized and had to completely release were all of the judgments that I had about being a spiritual practitioner, about being in this industry, about the judgment that I had for other spiritual practitioners. I also had to really work through a lot of my scarcity mindsets that I had developed in the midst of getting into debt with that business and releasing it. I also had to work through and release the failure that I experienced. And that was, it was it, it was so wild for me to come to this realization because I had never logically seen closing that business down as a failure. And yet it registered as a failure in my body. It registered as a traumatic event. And I had to work through that because I realized in the midst of this year, What was holding me back was my inability to put myself out there again, to truly and fully go for it. I wasn't committed. I wasn't ready. And also, I needed time with the Akashic Records to truly, truly learn how to trust them and how to lean on them, not only for myself, but with my clients. I needed this amount of time for me to fully say and be able to fully stand up and proudly introduce myself as, hi, my name is Anna Hendricks. I'm a spiritual guide. I work with the Akashic Records. I XYZ. These were not things that I could even say in 2022. Even in the, the, the majority of 2023, I would scramble when I would go to introduce myself. 2023 has in many ways, hands down, been the hardest year yet in this spiritual evolution. And it was because it was the culmination of all of the things that I have gone through in this spiritual journey since 2016, when it really began, when I started doing yoga, when I then, you know, shut down my business, when I started working with the Akashic Records when I went through bankruptcy, when I X, Y, Z, this is it. This is, and moving forward, I know fully and completely once 2024 happens, everything that has been led up to this point will be released, will be fully in my past. And I will be walking forward without the weight of all that carrying I share all of this with you because it's so important for you to know if you are considering this work, that you know it's going to be very difficult and you know it's going to be painful. You may be one of the fortunate people who are able to handle like a nine to five job while you're building something on the side. I have people come to me all the time who are like, oh, I've got a nine to five still. And I'm like, no, be thankful for that. Please celebrate yourself in that because If I could have walked that path, I would have. But you've already heard me talk about getting fired numerous times, and this is not even close to how many times I've been fired. (laughs) I would have loved to walk that path, but it wasn't my path. Please take your time. Bide. There are so many lessons that we have to walk through. And I can tell you, even going back to that first, you know, the, the time when I talked about being fired in the marketing agency, a part of the um, enormous amount of pain and heartache and hard times that I have gone through over the past several years, they have humbled me to a place where I can now truly do this work. I could have never done this work with the ego that I had on my shoulders, with the arrogance that I had. I could have never done this work. I could have never been this person. And I'm very aware of these aspects of myself and I love and accept them because they are a part of myself, but they're no longer the writing themes in my life. And I have set them aside because I've been so humbled in this process. And that's why I'm so honored to do the work that I do. I'm so thankful for each and every person who listens to this beautiful podcast, who works with me on any shape or form, who sends me an email, who comments on something, who communicates with me in any way, like, I truly send you my deepest love and appreciation because every step along this way has helped me and humbled me to be thankful for it. And I truly, truly am. Thank you so much for being here. I know that this is a longer episode. Believe me, there's so much that I didn't share, but I would love to hear how it resonated with you. I hope that it is helpful to you. I hope that it gives you help Hope, (laughs) because I got to tell you, I felt lost for three years. Lost. And only in the past several five months or so has full clarity set in. It is a part of the process. It is what we must go through. And I would never change a single thing if I had to go back. Not a single thing. I'm so thankful for each and every part of it. And I hope that if you are on this journey, if you are on this path, if you are going through a really difficult time, please just keep going. Just keep showing up. Even if it's 10% one day and 100% the next and 20% the next, just keep showing up in whatever way that you can. If I can make it, you can make it. (laughs) And if you need someone to send you a high five, or to cheer for you, or to say a prayer for you, please do not hesitate to reach out. Thank you so much for being here. Please share this with someone else who could benefit from it. Leave me a review on iTunes or Spotify. It is so helpful for this podcast. Join my email list for podcast updates, information. I am sending you so much love, especially if you made it to the end of this podcast. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And Don't forget when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits until next time.